This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends and proud parents over at the Rat Hour Podcast with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discovering what's in Tim Allen's trash this week, dirty work quotes with no context, and rabid praise of the Cincinnati Reds' bullpen. And just for our listeners, brought to you by the grace of the tube, here's a sneak peek at this week's episode of the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Oh, that rat boy, he sure is something, huh? Well, if you want to find out what's really going on, you got to tune in to the Rat Hour with Rat Boy, part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Today's topic is our top three unpopular opinions. It's time to get spicy. My name is Dave Jackson. I'm joined today by Aaron Angle. Sup? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. Fan favorite Bloodbath McGrath. First unpopular opinion. Put your garbage in a garbage can, people. I cannot stress that enough. (laughs) Uh, That might be too much. We might have to shut it down. (laughs) And we're also joined today by a special guest, uh, going to be the new fan favorite shortly, uh, top three enthusiast, and the one who's keeping Bloodbath in line all this time, Jamie McGrath. I. Good to have you back, Jamie. It's good to be back. I miss you guys. This is yeah. a lot of fun. I've been super stoked all week to do this. I know. Bloodbath said you're doing notes. I'm going to call you Mrs. Bloodbath while you're on the pod. I hope that's cool. That's it's fine. I, I had it. I had no idea you were going to be here today. I'm I'm very very excited. Atta boy. Good job, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, for people who uh, have been listening for a while, Jamie was on our top three Pokemon episode and our top three sandwiches episode back in season one, uh, around episode like 15 or so, I want to say. So go back and listen to those. Uh, she kills it every time. Uh, before we start today, if you would like to support the show, uh, please tell your friends. Uh, make sure that you don't say it's an unpopular opinion because they'll they'll push back on it say that like this is the most popular shit tell your friends about a top three podcast subscribe uh, give us a rating and review if you can and follow us on social media uh, our instagram and facebook pages at a top three podcast and the same on twitter i'm doing my best to remember that twitter is a thing for this podcast so um we put out our listener calls for um listener top threes before recording on those social media pages so keep your eyes there and we will include yours in the show again today our topic is the top three unpopular opinions Um, if this is your first time listening we've all written down our top three opinions that uh, people will find uh, uh, 
popular. I was trying to think of another word, but I couldn't, so we go on. Uh, we're going to take turns giving our number threes, our number twos uh, in turn, and number ones at the end. Lightning round honorable mentions and listener responses after that. So, uh, today's topic again, top three unpopular opinions. Um, I kind of made a point I don't really want to get into like super super you know like inflammatory stuff here mine are all pretty light except for one you'll see um but discussions a lot of hurt feelings a lot of uh of a lot of uh hurt buttholes I think tonight for sure so so speaking (laughs) of of hurt buttholes and um hurt feelings um I've I is it too late to offer a Michael Bumpus uh, we can, we can try. What do okay. you got? Well, so uh, I would, I wonder if anyone else would think Michael Bumpusing anything about Aaron being nice or funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. He got me. He got me. <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, we can have an emergency michael bumpus uh, the unpopular opinion that aaron is either ee nice wee wee. <laughs> michael bumpus aaron sucks edition <laughs> then you guys are gonna have to give me a minute because i'm gonna have to redo my entire list <laughs> jimmy's like no all three of you my threw answers a wrench in the gears alan no i agree I mean, with alan that's a good one I, I have to change my list as well. So I just wanted to be clear. I didn't just want to cover. I don't want to beat a dead horse tonight. Right, guys? I mean, if we want to spend a few minutes at the beginning or at the end of the episode just razzing Aaron, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm all for it. But, um, hey, look, but I don't I feel like we have to change my answers. I, I, two of mine are about me being awesome as well. So, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's my neighbor. I had so much tea, but. It's fine. We can oh, yeah. spill later. We'll, we'll do a Windows episode. open, Jamie. Windows always open. Yeah. Actually, is <laughs> is next week my choice? I could do like an Aaron centric topic. Yeah, let's do that. I <laughs> love is that talking allowed? about myself. Yeah, let's do it. I love talking about me. Yeah. All right. Considered. All right. Uh, well, Dave hates uh, that so fucking much. <laughs> Top three favorite liquor store employees. <laughs> well, let it be known then that um, we have decided that contrary to popular opinion, Aaron is cool and or nice. So how you feel about that, listeners? <laughs> just, just crickets and booing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Words. So uh, with this opinion, yeah, we we kind of like. I don't know. I don't want to get into like super inflammatory things. I don't feel like that's the the tone of this show in general, but um this topic is fine. I trust I trust everyone on the show and our listener responses are good too. Um I trust everyone not to be a dick. So, this topic's good. Uh this was a topic that Jamie brought to the show. Um sounds like Jamie had a bunch of shit she wanted to talk about Aaron. So, sorry Jamie, we we threw a wrench in the gears there. Oh, that's okay. Honestly, like well, you did, uh, we did the two episodes about uh, sandwiches and Pokemon, and I think most of everyone's picks were basically just, I like peanut butter and jelly because it's good. And I thought with this topic, we'd have like some discussion and some things we could like really talk about in here. So I'm That's stoked true. to hear what everyone's got to say and right. really talk about some things. Cool. 
Well, let's get started. Um, I'm going to get started with my number three, which is uh, the unpopular opinion that uh, most uh, bands, most bands that get a bunch of hate, uh, I'm going to name a few examples like Creed and um, Nickelback and Imagine Dragons and stuff like that. They do not deserve the hatred and just like constant shit talking that they get. Um, I, I'm a fan of Creed. I think Creed is, uh, is like a pretty good band for that era and that genre of music. Um, I'm not a stranger to some butt rock. Uh, Nickelback has some songs that I like and Imagine Dragons. Uh, they, I feel nothing when I listen to them, but I certainly don't feel anger or hatred. Uh, so that's my number three is that these bands get a bunch of hate. It's become really cool to hate them. And I think that you are spending too much energy on that. So that's my opinion. Hard. I don't know. I wouldn't even really say I disagree with that. That's, that's probably a fair thing. I think Patton Oswalt has a joke in one of his specials um, where he's like, when I was younger, I really hated, you know, Creed and Nickelback. And I spent so much time and energy saying how they were bad and wrong and evil and stuff like that. He's like, as I got older, like I realized like a list of evil things that you could do for money. He's like standing there singing a song. that's probably like pretty low on the totem pole. So yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I get that. I still don't feel like I enjoy those bands so much. Although I will say, I think it's interesting. Like those bands, I really can't stand. But I think there's a lot of bands from like the 90s that probably fall in that category of like get way more hate than they deserve. So I think it's more critique of like that era of music versus like those like Creed and Nickelback in particular. So I don't know, that's all I'll say about it. There's always a there's always a band like that that gets shit. First it was Creed, then it was Nickelback. Now I feel like it's Imagine Dragons uh, or Maybe Imagine Dragons has been passed on to the next one that people are just going to shit on because they make radio-friendly pop uh, rock and sell out arenas and stuff. I just, I think the music is fine at worst, and I just can't bring myself to care, even though I do really love uh, music and have a lot of opinions about uh, specific bands. Yeah, I mean, that's that's entirely fair. I don't know that I have any opinion one way or another about any of those bands honestly like i i mean i I definitely don't think they're evil um i don't know anything about them uh i i don't have any of them on my playlists i mean i guess that probably means that that i think their music's pretty garbage but um I, i i don't know i guess ambivalence is is my my feelings toward those three bands yeah and that's part of my point like you're allowed to be ambivalent towards music too you don't have to just fucking hate on stuff uh just because it's not like like those bands are popular and your favorite band isn't selling out arenas doesn't mean you have to hate on you know imagine dragons i don't really like their music that much but i don't think about them i don't waste my energy on that so that's more the like the point here uh but creed is awesome i'm signing off with that yeah and i think we can like go we we kind of like you know hit on this a little bit in our uh, bands we slept on episode where like 
kind of be put off by the type of people who listen to that. Like, it's cool for you, Dave, because like when somebody's like, hey, Dave, like name some of your favorite bands like Nickelback. You like them, but you're not going to say Nickelback. You're not going to say Creed. But if somebody tells me, yeah, dude, my favorite band of all time is Nickelback. I'm just like the the fuck do you mean your favorite band of all time is Nickelback, dude? That doesn't make any sense, man. So I, I yeah. do think it goes back to like the type of people who really, really enjoy those bands. Cause I'm like, I like Creed. They're funny. Guy's a good singer. You know what I mean? Same with Nickelback. They're funny. Guy's a good singer, you know? But like, if somebody's like, yeah, bro, I got a Nickelback poster. I'm like, oh shit. Or like, yeah, dude, I got this, <laughs> I got this Creed tattoo on my back. I'm like, oh God, what? So I, oh, I, I think there is something to be said. I, I don't really have any other opinions. Like, I think they're fine bands. They if don't someone, deserve it. If, if someone shows you their full back Creed tattoo, you run the other direction. All right. <laughs> you run. I run the other direction to buy an engagement ring. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> What's up, Jamie? I was just going to say, I think like a lot of the fans are like kind of stereotypes sometimes, and that's what people are actually shitting on. It's not even so much about the band or their music. It's just that some of the fans are just kind of obnoxious, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to associate with those people, and that's where most of it comes from. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I, I just, I've, I've never met a huge nickelback fan or someone who's like my favorite bands imagine dragons i've never really like talked to someone about that uh so i don't know um uh anyway let's move to aaron and get your number three um unpopular opinion so this is something everybody knows about me because i, I do talk about it pretty frequently and i uh, said something uh earlier about i'm only gonna pick things that like th my opinions were this thing sucks yeah, I felt like that was a little bit negative, so I just wanted to pick one thing that I think sucks that everybody else seems to like. So my number three uh, unpopular opinion is that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a terrible actor and shouldn't be in movies anymore. So everybody Ooh. knows this. Yeah, I know. I know, Alan. Ooh. I'm coming in hot, lifting up my shirt just above the belly now. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to think. It's, it's hairy and sweaty, everybody. Not hairy. I look like a glazed ham under my shirt, dude. But, uh, <laughs> but guys, can I can I take a minute to shit on the most popular actor in the world, can please? I, Thank can you. I, please, can I finish? <laughs> can I, but anyways, I just I don't think he's a good actor. Uh, he started off in uh, professional wrestling, which I just think is also awful. Like, hey, good job. You're the most popular guy that was ever a wrestler. Like, you know, I like he's not even good at acting like i'm telling you this right now if i was born his height with those eyebrows and that jawline you know i could have done something too you know just because he looks good on camera and he's got a night like it, that doesn't mean he's a good actor he's not he doesn't make good movies like you guys would be like well, what about that movie no the answer is no i can't think of a single movie the rock has ever made that i was like oh that's awesome and now i don't even watch them i think the last movie i saw that he was in was like was it big trouble like Tim Allen, it was so long ago, man. Like, I don't even care. Before I stop, I will give him props. He hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live one time, and it was pretty funny. I'll give him that. Uh, but my uh, number three unpopular opinion, uh, The Rock is terrible. Wow. Oh. All right. Like, the, the, thing with the, the thing with The Rock is, like, I don't think anyone's going to try and tell you, like, he's this amazing like character actor or something like that but he's super charismatic and people 
I mean, people like him because he's charismatic. And in real life, too, he seems like he's genuinely a good dude. He seems uh, like a so, nice guy. Sure. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he, he, does, he doesn't do big, serious movies. It's not like you're like, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis lost out on this part because they got The Rock. It's not like that. It's like he's, <laughs> he's doing, like... He's doing like blockbuster, you know, like popcorn flicks. Like, (laughs) you know, that's what I was picturing with the hat. (laughs) Don't you think there's something to be said about like the state that like, you know, current popular like summer blockbusters are in? If anything, he's just adding fuel to the fire of how shitty the movie industry is and how bad their big movies are getting. It's all recycled trash oh, and they're putting cool. his fucking face on it so you're, you could, you're blaming the actor you're blaming the actor for that no i'm just saying he's a, a he's part of it that's writing the movies or making the movies or going to see the movies so they keep getting written and made you also know I too, mean, like, but everybody talks about him and it makes no sense that's been a long time coming i don't think you can really put that on him here's all yeah. here, here's all i'm gonna say about it i'm pretty ambivalent to the rock i really don't care either way i will say Pain and Gain, that's a funny movie that he's in. He's really good in that. Disagree. Uh, the Rundown. They don't talk about The Rundown very much. That was I one like of those early movies. I like that movie a lot. For, well, I watched The Rundown. First time anyone ever touched my penis was while I was watching The Rundown. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> but hey. I hate The Rundown. <laughs> Christopher Walken's in that movie. It's a funny movie. Is that, is that the part when you got your penis touched when yeah. Chris Walken was on the screen? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, it was. It was during one of his monologues. We know. Aaron, but, uh, summer, Aaron, summer blockbusters. Summer blockbusters have been a thing for a long time. Before The Rock was like acting or before he was doing wrestling, summer blockbusters have been around. He's just the big star right now. Correct. I think he's just saying that the quality of what constitutes a summer blockbuster no. is lower at this point than it used to be. Uh, again, that's just a side piece. I, I do not like The Rock. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's charismatic or charismatic. I don't think he makes good movies. Why is he in all of them? Because most people disagree with you, which makes it a good yeah. unpopular Unpopular opinion, opinion for this podcast. That's solid. I, so I'll just add this. I think that as opposed to the last one where we were talking about a band, I think that an actor, actors are one of the one of the things that people irrationally hate them. Um, you know, I, and I, I, I guess that's it's not one of my unpopular opinions. But, you know, like, I have actors that, like, I'll, I won't watch movies that they're in. Just they bug me. Um, so I, I get that, Aaron. I mean, if he just bugs you, then I get why you don't want to watch movies. Bugs the shit out of me. He's got a black yeah. eyes, like a, Alan's like a always, shark's Alan's eyes. Alan's always hated Alex Winters. Who? <laughs> the other guy from Bill and Ted. Nice. <laughs> 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 Just fucking hated yeah. that guy for years. Yeah, it's yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> um, all right, um, Alan, what is your number three? Uh, my number three unpopular opinion is that uh, meat lovers pizza is fucking gross. <laughs> That's a really good one. That's a good one. You know, I mean, like, so I I love pizza. 
don't get me wrong. And I love I love meat on pizza. But to have ham and sausage and hamburger and pepperoni and and I mean it, the list goes on and on obviously. Um it's it's too much. It's too much. It's not good for you. It makes your pizza soggy. Um and it's uh, it's not even like eating a burger or a steak. It's like eating all of those things like tacos and fajitas and everything thrown in a blender and a pulse, you know, I, it's, it's gross. So, um, I don't have that much to say about it. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, but, um, fuck you all because meat lovers pizza is fucking gross. Okay. I gotta jump on this one. So, Okay, is there specific, like, are you talking about Pizza Hut meat lovers or just in general, like, anybody's pizza that's got tons of meat Anybody's Anybody's meat lovers pizza because it all has too much meat on it. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say about it real quick. Uh, I don't disagree with you. I do think that you're kind of right. I don't really like meat lovers pizza for the most part. I kind of, I, I, I need to have some kind of vegetable on there when I have a pizza for the most part. However... <clears throat> I used to really like the Meat Lover's Pizza when I was a kid from Pizza Hut. And mm-hmm. last, I think it was last week, I had gotten off work a little bit early. It was about 9 o'clock at night. And um, I was trying. I was heading home, and I had to stop at a gas station. And for whatever reason, the bank that we use, like, they had a computer glitch. So, like, they turned everyone's cards off for, like, two hours that night. And I wow. could not get gas in my car. So... Jamie had to come down, give me some money for gas. Gas in the car, had to drive home. So it was super late by the time I got home. I didn't get a chance to get anything to eat. So the only thing, for whatever reason, I was having a bad day and I was like, I want nothing more in this world than a Pizza Hut meat lover's pizza. This is just a week ago. And I, I ordered one. It came. I started eating it. I was about I was about two slices in. I was just like, ah, I just regret, I regret so hard doing this. I wish I hadn't done it. <laughs> um, so I I feel you. I had I it's a love hate relationship. Like I kind of want that flavor, but at the same time I'm like, man, I just it's gross. I feel gross when I eat it. I eat a piece of it. And I'm like, ugh. So I yeah. I understand what you're saying. I I feel like I feel like you want some um contrast of textures when you're eating pizza. If it's not just like pepperoni or cheese, I want some like. I want some something crunchy on there or something like that. And Meat Lovers is just, I agree, it's soggy. It's greasy as hell. Uh, it's salty as fuck. I'm not really a fan. Who loves Meat Lovers pizza? Wayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. No, he like, he for real posts like his cheat days, like yeah. his foods that he eats. And he's so big, he's got to eat so many calories. And like, he'll literally eat like a hundred pieces of sushi and then eat like a giant, like three meat lovers pizzas. Stuff. His life does sound cool. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the goal. The goal of this podcast is by the end of it, we're going to turn Aaron around. He's already yeah, admitted be like, that. You know what? I love the rock. Yeah. <laughs> We've already gotten Aaron to admit that he the rock the is a nice guy. I do. Yeah. <laughs> now uh now his eating habits are something Aaron can get behind. We're we're making progress, guys. When he endorses bagel bites, then it'll be set. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I'll, I'll come back and re-record a new top or a new number 3 if he does that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to um we got to like trawl through his Instagram trying to find anything about bagel bites in there. God willing. Get to work, top three viewers. 
All right, uh, Bloodbath, what's your number three? All right. I thought long and hard about this, and I wanted to have at least one food option on here. So uh, my number three unpopular opinion, and I'm not really even sure how unpopular this is, but um, I feel that any um, bird, uh, any sort of fowl that is not a chicken or a turkey tastes disgusting. I'm talking about ducks, <laughs> geese, uh, Cornish game hens, quail. <laughs> I think they're I think they're gross. I Pelicans. if it's not if it's not <laughs> if it's not a chicken or turkey, I, I just think it's disgusting. Um I think you know, I've had Cornish game hen a few times usually my in laws do Cornish game hens for Christmas and they're lovely. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. I just think that they're overrated. I think they're they're kinda gamey tasting. I think that there's a lot of dark meat on there. I'm not a big fan of dark meat. Um, I don't know why people want to eat duck and goose like it's some kind of huge delicacy. I, I think that they're kind of gross. Like the the texture of the skin is kind of gross. I think it. I think again, it like duck is super gamey. Um, uh, duck and goose eggs, I think, are gross. They're like really, they're really, um, they're really gooey and thick. When have and, you and, ever had a goose egg? I've had them before. When? Uh oh. Uh oh, uh oh, bloodbath. I've been around you since 2006. I've never seen you. Uh No, you have not. This is such lies. Let it be known that I have seen Bloodbath snag a pigeon out of the air and eat it on a street. All right? Like, you can also do that. That was out of anger, and it doesn't count. Yeah, there you go. That's my big thing for the most part. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that duck is. I think duck is really, really good. But I, I don't like the. Uh, I don't like like the super small. Like I don't like Cornish game hens that much. There's a lot of work for just not a lot of meat. I would rather just eat chicken. Um, but duck is really, really good. I cannot support you there. Also, uh, bloodbath. You should try. Um, next time you go uh, on vacation to the beach. Um, just, uh, you know, light some candles and pour some white wine and, uh, just tuck into a little seagull. I think you'll like that. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Snatch it out of the air. Yeah. So I, I actually have to second Dave on that one. Um, I like duck. It is gamey and it is kind of greasy. Slimy. Um, Yeah. A little bit, but I mean, I think that the big difference is that duck is difficult to cook, whereas chicken and turkey like you can pretty much anyone can cook a chicken or a turkey right but yeah that's true it takes like some skill to get duck right and maybe that's because it is gamey and kind of has a weird texture to it but um yeah i agree with dave duck's good i've never had quail or a goose egg to be fair Bloodbath so, eats goose eggs every time. Uh, every time Bloodbath's home alone, he's eating goose eggs. <laughs> I know he keeps them under the bed. He's eating them now. That's yeah. where he keeps them. <laughs> They're just stuffed in the chimney or some shit. Yeah, yeah he's got them hit. He doesn't even refrigerate them. Keep them warm. <laughs> so she must never know. Like right from under the goose, man. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I think there's a lot of. Uh, I think there's a lot of birds that people eat just out of like 
tradition or it's like Curiosity. oh we went we went hunting and we we killed a bunch of these little birds we should probably eat them right i'm like well you could just like not go hunting and <laughs> you could get a fried chicken it's going to taste better so i agree on that point you wear your camo through the drive through <laughs> uh jamie what's your number three uh my number three is also a food um and it is the season but i don't think starbucks pumpkin spice lattes are very good i think they're so uh, hyped uh, up and i think it like i mean i'm kind of a basic white girl i can admit it but like i don't know i had one the other day just to like make sure i'm not wrong <laughs> for this podcast and it's just not that good. They're just bitter, and it might just be Starbucks version of it, but it doesn't taste good to me. I think it's extremely overrated, and I don't know why everybody is so obsessive with it as soon as it comes out. Like, everybody's got to go get one. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, I, I 100% agree with you, Jamie. 100%. Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes are gross. It's like drink. I mean, like the consistency of it is like drinking it's thick and gritty at the same it time. It is. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, they've 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 managed to ruin coffee for me with it. I mean, like there's I no there's no flavor. Like anything pumpkin spice. flavor is good to me. Like they there's now there's so much pumpkin spice flavored things in the grocery store. They have pumpkin spice flavored Cheerios and it all tastes great, right. but it all originated Ugh. from Starbucks and it's not good. And I don't, it's just funny that it's origin just not the story is not coffee. as good as the rest of it. Yeah. You know, I, cause I'm I agree. Hard, pumpkin is fantastic. I'm going to hard disagree with you. I was super excited. The minute they brought the pumpkin lattes out, I haven't had a pumpkin latte yet. He dressed had, for it and I ran out the got, house giggly. He got I had, his, he put on his sweater his and his mittens on. and a scarf. His Ugg boots, his big yeah. chunky sweater, and his favorite plaid. I have uh, Bubba <laughs> is so much more of a basic white bitch than you are, Jamie. Just so much more. <laughs> Popular opinion. I have okay. I've had uh, I've had the pumpkin cream cold brew every single day since it's come came out. But that's different, that's and it's not bad. And it's delicious. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like pumpkin spice coffee. Like, that's all I'm drinking from now till Christmas. I do, too. I like pumpkin-flavored everything. I haven't had the thing from Starbucks, but, you know, people talk about it on Facebook, so I assume a lot of people like it. Uh, I've never had it. doesn't sound great, but pumpkin ice cream. Oh, my God, I love pumpkin ice cream so much. Yes. Dude, Aaron, I will go oh, get yeah. you a pumpkin cream cold brew. It's like a... It's yeah, like a... Right now? Uh, it, We're no, not... No, We're not talking about the pumpkin cream cold brew. We're talking about the pumpkin spice latte. Talking about PSL. I'm just saying. I'm indifferent on the pumpkin spice latte, but the cold brew, I'm pretty into. And it's a different drink, so that's okay. okay. (laughs) I'm indifferent about Diet Coke. We're not talking about Diet Coke, sir. Get him, Jamie. Oh, we're also on the subject, and <laughs> just saying, White Claw, you can go ahead and lump that in there too. I'm, I, I'm drinking them now. I'm drinking one right now, but like, I don't. Know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So when White Claws were like popular and stuff, I was pregnant, so I obviously wasn't drinking them. But like everything on Facebook was just a meme about White Claws, like left and right. And then finally we had the baby and we had our first night out and we went out to the bar and I was like, yeah, I want a black cherry white claw. I want to try. And 
there's a meme and it perfectly describes it. Like drinking a White Claw is like drinking TV static while somebody in another room screams a fruit flavor at you. Like <laughs> you told me that one time and I tell people at work who are like, so what do White Claws taste like? That is exactly what I, and some people are like, oh, that sounds cool. Great. Um, back to the pumpkin spice lattes. Like I think the problem with that is not pumpkin flavor or lattes. The problem is that it's Starbucks and Starbucks is just, is one of the worst places to go if you want coffee that tastes good in my opinion so like starbucks could make any variation of my favorite thing and it's going to taste worse than anywhere else because it's starbucks that's my addition to that opinion i would agree that i think in and of itself is an unpopular opinion i think starbucks has great espresso um I like Starbucks. Like, I don't know a lot of different coffee places. I mean, we live in Troy. It's Starbucks, I think Tim Hortons, and then there's Boston Stoker. But, like, I don't know. They're wine-ins, too, whatever. Um, Yeah, I I usually get almond milk honey flat whites when I go to Starbucks, and they're delicious. They're good hot. They're good cold. Um, Right, because that thing has, like, four other ingredients in it to cover up how bad their coffee tastes. Fair enough. I mean, I get iced Americanos, and so that's espresso and water. I think right. that their espresso, t- they have good espresso beans. I guess. I mean, maybe perhaps the espresso beans in the U.S. are better than the ones they use in Starbucks Korea because Starbucks is all over Korea and it tastes like shit. And like, it's to the really? point where if I get a gift card for Starbucks, I will give it to someone else. Give them to me, Dave. Right, them, come to, to Korea. Me. Come to Korea. You can have all of them you want, man. All right. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I get them every I'm on day. My way. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's move into number twos then. Um, and I'm going to keep us on the topic of drinks. Um, I had a different opinion, but I just uh, switched one out real quick. Uh, my unpopular opinion is that uh, IPAs taste awful, and. I think that oh. people are working too hard to convince themselves that it's actually a taste that they want in a drink. Um, hmm. I can only get into IPAs if they are like more on like the other flavor spectrum and like less bitter. But if you just give me like a, you know, a, a standard IPA, I think it tastes way too bitter and you're working too hard to convince yourself that like lots of other people like this. I should like this too. So I think IPAs are terrible. That's my number two. Yeah, Dave, as somebody who like makes their sales bonus on pretending to like IPAs, they are the the worst thing in the entire world. I I often describe them to people as like, okay, so IPAs taste like if you mow your lawn and then you put all the grass clippings in a trash bag and you fill it with water and put it out in the sun all day. Like that's what IPAs taste like to me, dude. It is, it is in fucking sane how many ipas we sell we have ipas in the store 40 dollars for four of them sell out of them every fucking week every single every single week dude like we dude i would say like 30 percent of our beer cooler are white claws and i'm not kidding and the and like 40 percent of it are ipas like people 
love this shit and it makes no sense to me and like so people will come in to be like hey there's my beer guru thanks for uh recommending that ipa i'm like yeah you're welcome i didn't try it i lied to you they all taste the yeah. same they're gross I, like, you know i told you to buy it because it's 35 dollars a bottle <laughs> yeah boy i'm trying to buy a new vacuum cleaner that my bonus <laughs> but, but like but yeah i'm with you dude i i think they are absolutely disgusting and ipas were on my short list of honorable mentions like it, it boggles my mind how many people are like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll go throw Aaron's weekly wage at IPAs every week. Like, crazy, man. I, I think at this point, I've tried most, you know, popular varieties of beer. I would venture to say I've tried every popular variety of beer, and IPAs are by far the worst. Like, it's not close. They are by far the worst. I would rather drink I would rather drink a case of Keystone Light than drink one full IPA. I will tell you this, if you've never had a pale ale, which is which is not an IPA, it's a different thing. Pale ales are way worse than IPAs, dude. At least IPAs are like light. like pale ales are like no, now you're drinking it with the grass inside of it also. There <laughs> we we saw this one called Zombie Dust and everybody wants it cuz it's like really hard to find beer. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to buy one." I bought the six pack. I took a sip of one beer and I fucking threw it. I didn't even give it to him. I just threw it in the trash can. I was like, <laughs> I don't, want, I don't want this fucking evil in my house, dude. <laughs> so gross, bro. And I think a lot of IPA drinkers can get really frustrating. Like I, I'm sure Aaron's had to deal with it too. But like I, there were times when I would be bartending and we only have so many craft beers on tap. And the people that come in and they want an IPA, they just have to ask every question on the planet about it. Like. Where is it from? What percentage is it? What are the notes of the taste and the aroma and stuff? And it, I, it just get really frustrating. I stole her shirt, bro. I don't know. <laughs> In my, all right. So I, I just had an idea, and I think that the the Venn diagram of annoying IPA people and annoying bourbon people is just a circle. <laughs> Hey, if you're buying an IPA, you're also buying bourbon when you're in my store. And if you're buying bourbon, you're probably also looking circle. for a good IPA. Now, don't get me wrong. Just I don't mind circle. like learning those things so that I can talk about them with people because, like I said, that is what I get paid to do. But just anymore, dude, I just I don't care, man. This is gross. How am I supposed to like convince you that? Like, But I get to try a lot of them, too, so I can be like, okay, so like they'll probably like this gross fucking thing because it's like the best version of this gross thing. They'll they'll like right. this this gross one because it's more gross than the other one. And that's apparently what they're into. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you like disgusting shit. Here, let me show you to the mop bucket. All right. So <laughs> these are the quick points I'm going to make about this real fast. IPAs got extremely popular and people got very obnoxious about it. IPAs are not necessarily. IPAs are popular. Craft beer has been really popular. Not all craft beer are IPAs. I'm I think fully there's a aware lot of different... that bloodbath. Fully aware. I'm just saying. I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot more interesting beer and like better things to drink that are not IPAs. So yeah, I agree with you agree. there. I also feel like IPAs are the same as like most all different kinds of beer. It's like there's you know once in a while I want one for a specific taste and it's usually a seasonal thing. Um, you know, come. The first like snow, I'm probably gonna drink a Guinness, and Guinness isn't really necessarily the greatest beer in the world. But like when it's snowy outside, I just love a Guinness. When uh, and on St. Patrick's Day, I'm gonna drink a Smithwick's because like that's just what I do. It tastes good that one day of the year. Um, you know, so I I kind of feel it's the same thing with beer. And I think people that like Jamie was saying want to get kind of obnoxious about it. I think 
if they all need to like take a second and like just chill out. Because uh, sir, uh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> because because by and large, yeah, most IPAs are kind of like they're not the best, and like people have been chasing a trend, just like everybody like a few years ago, like alcoholic root beer became a thing. Everybody wanted to buy not your dad's root beer and all these other alcoholic root beers, and then it got you know ciders got really popular. Everybody wanted to go get a different cider and then now like white claws and seltzers are popular so like it's just these trends that people chase for alcoholic beverages and it gets kind of uh gross and obnoxious so i uh i actually i was gonna put beer is gross as one of my my three unpopular opinions it is um but when i do drink a beer i choose to drink an ipa so uh, that's that's all I have Boo. on this topic. Alan Boo. just leaning into being wrong on all fronts. I I respect it. And he's talking Every a lot tonight. Time. He wants to be wrong, dude. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, any if anyone like tells me that they think that beer as a whole is gross, I can't really disagree. Even though I drink beer mostly out of all alcoholic things, uh, I can't disagree because I don't actually think most beer tastes really good. Um. But that's not the point, is it? Um, okay, so moving on from IPAs. Aaron, what's your number two? Uh, my number two unpopular opinion is that sleeping with your socks on is not weird. Okay? So I've slept with my socks on my, <laughs> my entire life, right? I, I, I do not like being barefoot. I, I think it's dangerous. Uh, I think it's irresponsible. <laughs> Right. Uh, and I at, I just I always slept with my socks on because I've, I've always been that person that's like, I'm going to drink a lot of water before I go to bed. And I am going to have to get up and pee at some point. And multiple times I've stepped on something sharp or the floor Legos. was so cold that it woke me up. Like, right. Like, it's irresponsible. Up, Aaron. <laughs> no, Alan, Alan, no, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I never really realized that people who sleep with that, that that was like a thing like people thought was really really weird like every girlfriend i've ever had except for one has said something to me every girl that has ever <laughs> stayed the night in my bed is like oh, so you just you just sleep in your underwear and socks i'm like yeah my feet get cold well good night uh and wait wait, wait. you just have like underwear and socks <laughs> correct it's not even like shorts or pants or a shirt no. I'm, I'm not i mean i'm wearing like boxers or like basketball shorts but it's just it's a short bottom and socks right and everybody's always told me that is weird and i've seen like reddit threads like there's this one reddit thread where it, it was like an ask reddit thing and it was like What's like the surefire sign that somebody's a sociopath? And what the top comment was like, if you sleep with your socks on, and like everybody agreed with it. I was just like, yo, <laughs> wait, what? That's super weird. I didn't know that. Uh, but that's that's how I sleep. I've always slept like that. The blanket goes over my feet, my feet get cold, I wake up. Ground's too cold, I wake up. At this point, I feel weird if I'm not wearing socks when I'm in my bed. So uh number two, uh sleeping with socks is actually super cool. Uh, do you, do you make, do you make love with your socks on, Aaron? <laughs> you know, what's really funny is that used to be an inside joke between me and Arrington and Cody and they, and Arrington, was always, he's like, he's like, man, I bet you fuck with your socks on too. And I, I'm sure I have 
I, I don't remember, <laughs> right? Like, like that's what I only think is weird. I don't think anybody cares that you sleep in it. That's the part that's weird. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know that it was an unpopular <laughs> opinion to like not wear so- like. Uh, yeah, that, many I'm people confused. have told me it's weird. I've seen a lot of th- people say like, "Oh my god, that's so weird that you sleep with your socks on." And yeah, like I said, I've seen stuff about, it. and I have literally slept with my socks on every day forever as long as i can remember and yeah i've had a lot of people say that that's fucking weird but uh i sleep with my socks on because your boy does not like getting cold feet i just don't (laughs) understand how people can wear clothes when they sleep yeah same i mean like i just it's it's naked or nothing man i mean unless i'm like sleeping outdoors or something like no i don't uh i don't I don't sleep naked because I have a dog and I don't want any, like, I don't want to wake up because he's, like, sniffing my sack or something, <laughs> but... <laughs> Just pawing at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah do, doing that, like, doing that, like, intense digging just right in my butt crack. <laughs> speed, like a boxer with a speed bag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, trying to get under a fence. Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, but... I don't. I can't sleep with socks on. Not because I think it's weird. I get too hot. Like I, I get That's insanely yeah. hot when I sleep. I can't. I, I sleep with just boxers on because I get so hot. I don't even sleep with a blanket half the time, and Damn. so I can't sleep with socks on. But what I, what is really just hilarious about this is that out of all of the unpopular opinions that Aaron has expressed. Both on and off air uh, with all of us, this is the one he chooses for the big moment. It's a big part of my life. In the top three. Huge yeah. part of my life. <laughs> oh, I love it. Aaron did some serious introspection for this one. I also fuck with my socks on. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. Save it for number one, Aaron. <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry. Um, I'll chill. I'll chill. And Alan is just sleeping naked. I mean, like, what if you. Oh, yeah. If you got, what if you got, like, the poops going on, buddy? Like, you want to wear some boxers and shit the bed? Yeah, fart well, stains that, on well, your that, fucking. I am not. Did she? I am not. Two or eighty, I do not shit myself in my sleep. All right, you know, like that's not something I'm worried about. If I have to uh, shit, I wake up and I go take a shit and I go back to sleep. I, uh, sometimes you Alan. get sick. You have the flu. Yeah, but you have the flu. Then you're in the bathroom. You're not in bed. <laughs> Bloodbath just wants Alan to admit that he shits the bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. It's a long episode, man. Yeah. yeah, you got hours left. How do you guys not know this after your like Cleveland trip and you all had to like huddle together? Oh, we were wearing full clothing. Actually, yeah, no, <laughs> I did. I put clothing on for that one because it was fucking cold. Yeah, yeah I was dude, wearing. Was, I slept in a coat. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was awful. <laughs> so, like I said, if I'm sleeping outside, I will wear clothing, and that is was pretty much sleeping outside. It was very cold. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, generally speaking, I guess if it's somewhere appropriate, if I'm like sleeping on someone's couch or something, I'm not going to get like, you know, I'm not just going to like just... go full hog, like sleeping <laughs> on my parents' couch or something like that. Doesn't, <laughs> you know, that doesn't fly. So some level of privacy is required. Yeah. Um. All right. Alan, what's your number two unpopular opinion? Ah. My number two, I think, is going to be unpopular. Um, and that is that college football is an inferior product to the NFL. Um, Go further. It sucks. Dude, I, I wanted to talk about uh, this at some point. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, college football is terrible. 
I mean, so first off, and obviously the talent level is just not there at college football. Um, all of the best talent leaves college football every year to go play in the NFL because it's better. Um, second off, the rules in college football are dumb. Um, you don't catch a football and then land one foot in bounds and have it count. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I, and as you can probably tell, I don't know that much about college football. And it's because I don't watch it. And that's because it's an inferior football product. And if I'm going to spend my time watching football, I'm going to watch the superior product. Um, and then, so my third and probably biggest point about why college football is worse than the NFL is that the NCAA and college football have just somehow unbelievably become the villain compared to the NFL, which is just a shocking development. It's almost um, impressive. It's almost impressive it really, how it's it's mind blowing. Because the NFL is like a legit evil organization too, and the no NCAA doubt. is somehow worse. Yeah, they've made it there. Like they they they've got it. Um, and I think it's because they pick on children instead of full grown adults. I that's think exact, that's yep. why. I think that's why. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess maybe it's not an unpopular opinion, but. Um, college football is trash compared to the NFL. And, and I would even, and I'm going to make this very quickly, or I'm going to make this very quick, but what I would say is like, not only is college football awful, but all college sports are terrible. They're not fun to watch. And it's exactly uh, what you said. Like, bro, are you going to get mad at like some 18 year old? Like, cool. Says a lot about you. And then, like I said, the inferior product that they're putting out. Uh, there's no parody in college football. It's like normally yep. like the same five teams all the fucking time. Like there's I used to like Ohio State a lot. You know why I really stopped liking Ohio State? Because I started realizing it wasn't fun watching them go out and beat the shit out of Akron. You know, or like by the, 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 every yeah, week. yeah, like like eight out of like eleven weeks of the year. Like you know, I was just like, this isn't even fun to watch. It's like if you're playing a video game and like you're really really good at it and you never lose. Like the game gets boring. Like it just does, and it's it's boring seeing the same fucking teams up there all the time. Like like I said, the rules are fucking stupid, just like you said. But all kind of all college sports are lame. I will say there are parts of college football that are much, much worse. Uh, I disagree that the product on the field is worse. I think the product on the field is pretty good in college football. Way, way better than college basketball. College basketball is what we should really be shitting yeah, on talking about. I know, you're like right. The actual product. But the college football product is pretty fun. The problem is, uh, which is not a problem I have because I'm an Ohio State alum and Ohio State fan, like their team's always good. If you're a fan of like like Aaron said, outside of like 10 teams, if you're a fan, it must just suck because you have like no chance, really. Um, and it kind of sucks for Ohio State or for like if you're a fan of any of the big top teams, because if you lose one game, you're you're pretty much done. If you lose That's two, you point. are done. If you lose two games, your season is over. And I hate that about college football. Um, like... We're recording this uh, late September and Ohio State lost a few weeks ago. And it was like, well, they're, you know, they're going to have to get lucky the rest of the year. And it's like you, they lost in week two. And that's pretty shitty about college football. I really don't like that. Uh, aside from. I think Ohio, I think uh, I think college football really brings out worse fans 
that like the NFL fans are pretty bad, I think, but college football brings out worse fans, in my opinion, uh, because these are not professionals. I mean, they're they're like halfway to being professional, especially now that they can make money uh, selling their stuff. But they're still like they're 18, like some most of the players are not going to play in the NFL and people get so, so angry and like toxic to teenagers and i i really hate that about college football by the way like here in uh here in korea i've like met lots of people from lots of different countries and every single one of them thinks it's extremely weird how college sports work in the u.s so think about that so here i agree with everything dave's saying 100 percent um I don't mind college football. I like Ohio State. I like it because there's, you know, usually yes, like I, I, I'm always, I'm usually in a bar when the game is going on, and like I just like the camaraderie and the energy that it brings out. However, I agree with everything Dave's saying. He's like 100% right about his critique, and it is very much a result of like the NCAA and like the way they structure football and the way they you know, the conferences and the, and all that kind of stuff. That's really where like a lot of the problem is. And I think what's interesting too is, you know, my dad says this a lot. I think it's really interesting. So like college football, like you've really only got, uh, you know, three or four teams that you're like anyone really is ever a fan of, like, you know, Ohio state, you know, uh, Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, um, uh, Notre Dame, in like they're rabid fans like with college football it's either like eh, like i don't really pay attention to it or it's like i am going to die on this hill for ohio state and like what's interesting is every time nfl is on it doesn't matter who's playing people are just there to watch football they don't really care yes there's browns fans there's Bengals fans there's steelers fans there's cowboy fans yada 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 but like way more people are just kind of like eh, whatever there's a game on i'm watching it i don't really give a shit not with college, man. It's like they want you to turn, you know, they want you to turn the channel because they don't want to watch, you know, Notre Dame play somebody. Like it's, I mean, they're 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 so much more vocal and rabid and kind of toxic. So I I do I do feel you there for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, there's there are other things happening with with the NFL that cause people to watch games that are not, uh, that their favorite teams are not in. Like a lot of people play fantasy sports. Um, but you know, I, I think I, like I could watch a college football game that I don't have a rooting interest in, but I would rather watch an NFL game. Um, just, you know, a lot of college football games are like, uh, okay. Alabama is playing, um, like, southern kentucky state or something they're going to win 170 to nothing and that's not really fun to watch and there's so many college football games like that yeah so cool uh that's a uh good uh unpopular opinion i think a lot of people are gonna um disagree with that i'm chock full of unpopular opinions dave yep that's uh that's why we love you buddy uh bloodbath (laughs) what's your number two Okay, so my number two, uh, disclaimer right off the bat, not this. nothing I say is intended to have any sort of a political lean or bent to it. This is purely just... Uh, Bloodbath is going to start. No, 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 no. This is purely just my own observation. 
Um, and I will also say, like, uh, I'll give the caveat of, like, I understand, like, there's a pandemic going on, so some people don't have an uh, option, and it's something a lot of people have been forced into lately. But my unpopular opinion is I think working from home is extremely overrated. Uh, what I mean by that, you know, people who, again, you know things are crazy right now. There's lots of people who can't go to work or are doing remote work from home. Like, no criticism, no judgment, just saying, like, my own personal opinion. I find that there's, even before this happened, there's always been a lot of people who have really uh, strived to find some sort of work or job that they can do remotely from home, whether it's people that do work for, like, call centers for different companies and they get to do it from home or they you know they do a lot of their office work from home spreadsheets and yada 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 i myself am somebody who quite you know at least you know two nights a week and and i'm in my office doing schedules and paperwork and spreadsheets and and p l statements and stuff like that so like i i'm just as guilty but i think that there's been a huge shift in the last couple years of people like being like we were like yeah i get to like I could get up at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning to sit in my pajamas and do work all day at, on my computer, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, for me personally, I really, you know, my home is supposed to be my sanctuary. That's where I escape from everything. And I don't want to bring work into my home. I don't want to, like, have to, like, meld my, like, personal time, my family time, you know, my time with my wife in with, you know, work and, you know, constantly being, you know, you know, this, you know, I, I watch TV for five minutes and I got to go do work. I can't, you know, it's distracting. I don't know how people get work done when they're at home. There's too many distractions. Um, you know, I, especially in the last like couple of years with like becoming a parent and, you know, running businesses, you know, the idea of having boundaries is really important to me. It's become a lot more important to me. So setting up, you know, a boundary between, you know, all the chaos and headache of work and, kind of stress-free environment where I can focus on my wife and my kid and and whatever kind of hobbies I have like yeah, that's really important I just think once you start like bringing work into it and you know you kind of lose that you know, balance and then you're just you know I feel like all you're doing is you're constantly working while you're at home and like you don't really have any more free time because you can't really separate it compartmentalize it so I just think working at home is super overrated Alan did you ever work from home uh, I know you have things that you probably could do at home. I fucking love work from home. Um, I I will say this. Uh, work from home was a project. Like, you got to figure out how to do it. Because Bloodbath's right. It, you know, there, there are certainly jobs out there where it is different. There is always a pile of work to work on. And so if you don't put strict boundaries in place for when you're going to, when you are working and where in your living space you're working um, and what's going on while you're working, it can be really difficult to maintain a balance and maintain that sort of distinction between work life and personal life. Uh, but I, I loved it because I could wear sweatpants in the morning. I didn't wake up at eight o'clock. I still woke up early. Um, and I still showered and, and did everything, but, um, you know, I, to me, it, I was at least equally effective working from home because the, my work is done almost exclusively through the telephone and the computer. Um, 
uh, almost entirely. So it it just uh, you know it saved me driving time getting in. It saved me the time it takes to um, you know put on my suit and make my lunch and uh, you know come back and let my dog out during the day. I mean those are that's all time that I didn't have to spend um, doing those things. Um, or I was able to significantly cut down on those, those just, uh, medial things that take away from either your work time or your personal time. And so I thought that my time was used a lot more efficiently once I figured out how to do it. Um, but that's just, that's just me. And I know that a lot of people do feel differently about that, um, a lot of people, you know, and I and I live by myself, so that does make a huge difference too. Because it's easier for me to focus because I don't have I don't have a kid um, running around the house, and you know, my dog sleeps most of the day. Uh, so, you know, it it was pretty easy for me to figure out a system. I think bloodbath was being like, I think you were like being like really polite. I think. And and I, 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 I think there's like this like sort of resentment for people that got to work at home uh, during the beginning stages of the pandemic uh, from like people who had to go into work and fight it face to face every day. Like when somebody told me they were working from home, like when I was at the liquor store, I was just and they were just like it almost seemed like they were like bragging about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's super cool. I have to like talk to coughing maskless people all day long. But that's super sweet that you get to wear slippers all day, dude. <laughs> Like, you know, so I think bloodbath was very, very polite, but I think that's sort of, I think it's more of a resentment for people that were able to do that because if you worked in retail, you did not have that option at all. It was no, go in and fight the plague, you know, for probably not enough money to fight a disease that'll fucking, you know, kill you, you know, because somebody doesn't want to wear a mask. So I, I get that resentment bloodbath. I, I felt it the entire time. And so I, that that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, I, like I said, I wasn't definitely not trying to be like make a political thing. I'm just, I guess to me, I feel like I've, you know, just over the last five or six years, there's been this like evolution of people like where they sort of feel like, oh, okay, well, like, I made it because I get to like, you know, work a job at a, at my laptop and I can just like, you know, roll out of bed and like sit in my pajamas for eight hours and like do work. And, you know, I mean, I guess very much to like, you know, that point, it's like, yeah, but like I, I, the act of like getting up and getting a shower and putting my work clothes on and going out and getting you know myself a coffee and going into work like that ritual like gives me a certain amount of like I don't know, um, gosh, I don't know how to say it. I don't know if I want to say like confidence or just it gives me a certain level of like purposefulness or you know I, I like that bit of the routine and that you know gives me the motivation to like go in and like you know you know kick ass for however many hours I go into work and then I can go home and like then it's like just freedom after that and I just feel like the times where I've been in a position where I have to do more and more of the work from home it just feels like I don't get, it feels like it all blooms together and it just feels very like you know just fuzzy and hazy and just not, you know, not productive and really kind of like sucks all the life out of like all the other aspects of the, of home life. So that was more where I was going with it. 
I don't I think that like I've worked off and on from home um not a whole lot uh, but I 100% love working from home and I think that it it's a very personal thing whether you're able to make it work in your situation but I think that um for a large uh percentage of the workforce you can work from home and if that's going to be if that's going to help you get your work done or help you um enjoy your life more because you're not spending time commuting um you're not you know if you have downtime at work you're not wasting it just sitting around you're you can do something else um you you can take your lunch break when you want to uh stuff like that like i'm 100% in support of anything that helps people like enjoy their time, enjoy their life more. And if making work more tolerable because you don't have to go to an office, if that works for you and you're able to like get your work done uh, and then, you know, enjoy the rest of the time, especially if you're cutting out a commute. Uh, I think that that's awesome and should be encouraged going forward. Um, I think Agreed. one of the longtime benefits of the pandemic is a bunch of companies are realizing like we can work from home and we are not losing anything. In fact, we might save money because we don't have to rent a huge office or something like that. I think that's going to be one of the long-term benefits is uh, people are figuring out that this works and it's not going to destroy your company. Um, so that's my opinion on work from home. I am fully in favor. And if I ever quit teaching, uh, I don't like teaching online as a just as like an environment for teaching. Um, but if I ever quit teaching and I get a job that can be done from home, I will 100% try to do it from home instead of going to an office. <clears throat> so um, let's move on from uh, work from home. Let's get Jamie's number two. So my number two, um, wasn't exactly sure how to word it completely, but um, the thing that got me into listening to podcasts was uh, My Favorite Murder, their podcast. It kind of like kind of brought back a lot of like how interested I am in true crime and true crime documentaries and a lot of like that kind of content and stuff. But um, here lately, it seems like there's just so much true crime stuff out there. There's just constant new documentaries and new TV shows and things. And I guess my unpopular opinion is that there's just too much of it. And there's like a big fatigue with people that are fans of it and stuff. Um, I don't know. That's kind of like boring, but that's, there's a lot of friends that I have that also are into the same podcast and they always find new ones and they're bringing them up to me like, hey, did you listen to this one yet? Have you checked this out yet? Or have you heard about this murder or this new story yet? And it's so much to like keep up with. Plus, like, it's kind of just such a downer subject anyways that like, I don't want to hear about the next person that just got killed in a brutal way and stuff. Um, yeah, I and I don't know how much you guys are into like true crime stuff, but um, yeah, it just seems like the market for it is so saturated, and just a, I'm a little over it <laughs> at this point. I'll, I'll tell you, my the I, I'm way big into like true crime stuff. I think that shit is interesting, and you're right. There's like so much of it now. Like I'll get on Netflix, and there'll be like 18 new things. 
I'm like, dude, half yeah. of these don't even actually sound that interesting. Like the cool ones were the ones with the twists that were crazy. And I think the other mm-hmm. thing that sucks about it is like now instead of like watching like a documentary, it's like check out this 10 part series of this one. And I'm just like, man, no, I don't want to spend 10 hours of my life. Do I just make one like two hour documentary and I have a bigger chance of watching it now anymore? I'll see something. I'll be like, oh, that looks like a cool documentary. It's like 18 episodes over six seasons. I'm like, nope, not touching this one. <laughs> you know, so hey, I agree with you. It's it, it, the market is saturated dude and i still find stuff that i like they had the the night stalker documentary and it was a mini series on netflix and it was cool because and what was different about it is the way they made it it was almost like you were watching a horror film like it wasn't just like straightforward like interviews and stuff like they made it look like a horror movie and it was kind of interesting in that respect plus there's like the good news with that one is that they caught the person and that person went to jail and went through the process and like was punished for his crimes. Like the ones where you don't really know what happens and whoever committed the crime got away. It's, it's hard for me to listen to those and stuff. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of people that seem to make, well, I'm really interested in true crime. It's kind of like a personality trait for them. And I'm kind of just like, okay, whatever, Karen. <laughs> that's really interesting oh i think i think like being interested in true crime is or like having true crime stories like connect with you i think is a pretty uh normal human thing you know like the way that we like react to dangerous situations or mysteries and stuff like that i don't i'm i think that most people like enjoy a true crime story but i agree there's just so like it it's kind of out of proportion how many uh there are on netflix and on uh podcasts like ever since serial blew up it's been like the newest true crime podcast and it's like you know i i agree i i can't do too much of it i watch like unsolved mysteries or something like that uh and that's enough i don't i i can't imagine just walking around listening to true crime stories all the time you know and you're right like that i think a lot of people will hear a story and it connects with them or resonates with them somehow but like i uh, probably a couple months ago, it was during the summer i kind of got into a little like mini like argument at the bar with this girl i don't like her anyway she's kind of a pick me girl and i she's just very very annoying but she just wanted to go on this whole rampage about how um i'm really into true crime i just love ted bundy i want him to choke me out he's such a daddy and i'm like <laughs> <He's just not. laughs> like, and that, that's, that's kind that's of where disgusting. i'm at on the who is I know, she i know that's so oh. gross what's her name though is she on facebook and well, you can avoid number. her at all cross. give it to aaron <laughs> uh that's uh yeah i think once you get to that point um it's a little bit but too that's much what it i mean by the personality trait thing like people that say they're into it and they're not really into it they're just they they're just saying it because that's what's popular right now like yeah so like, I think, so two things I want to say. One, you know, that's really interesting. It's kind of like, um, it's like tragedy porn. And, you know, it's sort of like, there's a ton of content, but, you know, um, there there's so much of it out there, and it is fatigue, and it does get to be overkill. But not only that, there's also, like, stuff, you know, there is an episode of last podcast on the left that you and I were listening to in the car. We couldn't one day. finish it. Yeah. Like we, I was like, we both looked at each other like, we had to turn this off now. Like it was so, it was so messed up and so like horrifying. And like, 
they weren't even describing a murder. Like the stuff they were talking about was was other stuff, and it was so like just like it was intense. a man that would kidnap women and he would leave them in a room in his basement and while they were coming back into consciousness there was a recording that would just loop and play and they were saying what they were reading a script of the recording and it was just very graphic and very messed up and Yeah, and so I don't need to hear the words of the serial killers like exact. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Where it's like, man, this is yeah. It's just like this is just like this is just uncomfortable and like not enjoyable whatsoever. But so I I feel you there, and I and the other thing I want to say is this is very interesting. You know, this is sort of one of the like inner you know the f cool parts about marriage is that you know the other your partner can become interested in different things and stuff that you would never seek out and then you become you know you start hearing about it by proxy you know me and Jamie have been together a long time and all of a sudden one day she's just kind of listening to my favorite murder and last podcast on the left and she's kind of getting into these things and you know so then we end up listening to lots of those podcasts in the car she's telling me the stories or we're watching the documentaries or she's reading books so I've it's a world that I was never interested in now I've become part of it and it is interesting and I just think it's really neat when you are in a relationship your partner be, can get interested in different things that you never be, would be interested in and then you get to experience them and they can be really uh entertaining so I would agree I, I like a lot of those things too but I've definitely gotten burnt out on my I'm good for a while on documentaries and podcasts about people being fertilized. Yeah, it's just the nature of uh, like the way media works a lot of times. Like, you know, something really popular comes out like Serial. Uh, that'll be the example I keep going back to. Like Serial kind of took the <laughs> podcast world by storm. And then everyone was like, oh, shit, I could probably make some money doing a true crime podcast. And so like 10,000 people started doing it. And now here we are. It's the same like Netflix saw like, oh, uh, the OJ Simpson thing did really well. Let's make a bunch of these because people like it. So now now we're at that point where we're just like overwhelmed. So um, let's move into number ones. And before we do, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones, and we record super late at night for, the, for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. 
Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram. And check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. going to do our number one unpopular opinions. My number one is one that I've mentioned on the show before, but my number one my number one unpopular opinion is that I think that most uh, retro or old video games, and I'm talking about um, like before the PS2 era, um, most of them are bad in my opinion. Uh, and that includes many of people's favorite Super Nintendo, uh, NES, uh, arcade games. I think that most of them are bad and sometimes predatory uh, game design. Um, and the reason for this is uh, that the defense that I hear for the way a lot of games are made, uh, the defense I hear from a lot of people is, well, it's just how it was back then. And I don't think that that's a good defense for games being incredibly hard just to pad out the length of the game or games being incredibly hard so that you have to keep putting quarters in the arcade machine. Um, and uh, on top of that, I think that the way that those games control and feel to play is often very dated and uh, just really not that good in comparison to the way games are today, uh, especially with uh, games today that have very smooth and responsive controls, it's more a sign of the times than it is like something against those older games that those old games were doing on purpose. But that still doesn't make the old games um, good, in my opinion. It was, you know, they're limited by their technology at the time, but that's not my problem as a player trying to enjoy those games. Uh, so, uh, I have a lot of games, uh, like, for example, I think Sonic the Hedgehog games are terrible. I think they were always terrible. Um, and uh, a lot of, like, uh, like shoot-em-ups or uh, beat-em-ups, um, like, like Contra, I think, is a bad game. Um, uh, Battletoads, horrible game. Um, like, I just have a lot of problems with a lot of older games. Uh, Nintendo 64 games, I think most of them... Uh, have not aged well. They were just cool because they were in 3D at the time. Um, yeah, that's uh, old old uh, RPGs also um, based around uh, we're going to pad this game out by making you grind for hours and hours and hours. Um, I think that those all the examples I've listed are bad uh, game designs and uh, leads to me not wanting to play most older games. So that's my number one unpopular opinion. I mean, I agree with you, and we've hit on it before. I think, uh, I think a lot of like what you know drives the love for those games is like being like reminiscent about them and like being like, okay, so I was experiencing experiencing this for the first time. I mean, you've even said that like those that I mean, 
you didn't really play a lot of those old school games until later on into your life. So that's fair, and I understand why you have that. You're totally right about the controls and everything. I kind of feel it's like going back and watching a TV show you like when you were a kid. Like, you are right. As much as I love some of these games, a lot of them don't hold up well, especially to somebody like me and you who play a lot of video games, so we know what to expect from them. Now, when you go back and play them, you can be impressed by what they were, you know, with their limited capabilities. But, bro, you're right. Most of them don't hold up. The only, like, good Super Nintendo games to me, even today, you know, going back and playing them, are Mario games. And it's because they're harder than the newer Mario games. So you're right and wrong. Uh, but, yeah, like, they, a lot of them just don't hold up very well. I think there's, an I think there's a lot of exceptions to my overall rule. But if you show me, you know... 50 Super Nintendo games, I would pick, you know, less than 10 that I think are actually really good games that hold up today. Um, and again, like the defense is, well, they were limited by it. That's what they could do at the time. Or like that design philosophy was the philosophy at the time. Those are not good defenses, in my opinion. Um, we've said it before, me and you, Aaron, have uh, agreed that we think video games are better today than they've ever been, and they'll be better next year than they've ever been. Um, and this is just kind of like a uh, something I've noticed as I've gone back and tried to replay a lot of the, the classics. So. so I'm not really going to say a whole lot about this because I feel like we've <laughs> talked about it a lot. I just want to say for everybody that... Uh, I do like retro games, and Dave was kind enough to find a book about Super Nintendo video games and send it to me in the mail. So I just think that was really sweet, and I appreciate that. Uh, I like I like older games. Uh, I feel like I've said that a bunch, so I'm not going to get uh, super big into it. I do kind of think that, like, uh, I will say that I do feel your arguments are pretty solid in a lot of ways, though, Dave. Like, I do think there are less lesser the retro games that hold up as well today then my nostalgia will probably allow me to think i just think like more than anything else like modern games and like retro games are just two very different things like i think their goals are different so i think that's where i have a difference of opinion with you but that's all i'll say about it like you know i feel you so uh, i will say this um as far as retro games go, I, I don't know. I mean, I like some of them. I don't like some of them. Um, I really, I agree with you. I hate hard games because I like to win when I play video games because I want it to be fun. Um, and then the third thing I have to say is, screw you. Sonic the Hedgehog was great, man. Okay? I mean... <laughs> was. Like, was. Still, was. Still is. Nah, Sonic's still awesome. Is. He's right. Still great. Um, and if you're talking about clunky controls and difficulty, like Sonic the Hedgehog was not a hard game. It was an Sonic easy game. Sonic the Hedgehog is Children extremely hard. It. It's extremely nah, hard. Nah, Dave, you must have like four thumbs or something, man. I mean, Dave like... Dave does beat the hardest video games in the world, but like, I feel like if you like platformers, like Sonic the Hedgehog is like one of the best ones ever made. Like, they remake their games all the time and put them out on new systems because they're so popular. It's super fun. And so as far as the controls go, it wasn't as clunky as a lot of the Super Nintendo games. And that's why when we had our Super Nintendo episode, I explained to you all why it was superior. Um, and so I just feel like, you know, there was a lot more there were a lot there was a lot more diagonal movement 
in Sonic the Hedgehog um, than there was in games like Mario and Donkey Kong. I I would just be curious when the last time you played Sonic was. The last time I was around by Sega Genesis, which has it's probably been like I don't know, like ten years or something, I guess. Yeah. So it's been it's been a little while. I really think that Sonic is uh, a lot more fun and controls better in your memories than it does in real life. Uh, very few things work in my memories anymore, Dave. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that I hate all uh, older games. I just I think most of them are are pretty bad um, by any like enjoyable uh, standards, unless you're a sicko who just really loves punishing yourself um, because you want to finish that game. Um, so anyway, uh, we can move on to Aaron's number two uh, or number one, Aaron's number one uh, unpopular opinion. All right. My number one unpopular opinion is that cats are terrible, terrible pets. And if you have one, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Okay. Uh, let's just... Let's just hold up. I got to find. I can't find my list. Okay. Let's just, I, I'm going to improv this. All right. Bullet points. Number one, cats smell fucking terrible. And not only do cats smell terrible, they smell so bad that I can tell who has a cat when I walk past them in public because you also probably smell bad. All right. Number one. Number two, cats, <laughs> you, 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 you cannot teach a cat to do anything. Like, right? Uh, like, cats do not give a shit about you, and they definitely don't give a shit about you trying to teach them how to do shit, right? They are fucking assholes, right? Uh, Eddie Griffin has, has a really, really good bit where, he's try where he explains the differences between cats and dogs. And the, the, the most, like, the, like, the most prolific thing he said is, like, when you come home from work and, like, and you have a dog, your dog runs up and he's happy to see you and he loves you and he's jumping on you and he's giving you kisses and that I like that, right? But when you come home and you have a cat, the cat's sitting in the chair and the cat looks at you like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, it's his fucking house, like, right? Uh, I'm trying to think what else I hate about cats. Uh, like, like they I said, poop they, indoors. They, yeah, like, let's talk about litter boxes, man. Another reason why you smell bad because you have a cat, like, right? Litter boxes are the stupidest fucking thing. And, you know, some I was talking about this. Somebody, somebody was like, you can trade cats to do stuff. Watch, there's this YouTube video where this lady teaches her cat how to sit and fucking shit in the toilet. And I'm just like, first off, that's one cat. That, like, they are known to not take direction well. They're fucking assholes. They smell bad. They make you smell bad. And if you love cats, I think there's something in, just it, it does not make sense. And you're like, I'm more of a cat person than I am a dog person. I like animals that hate me. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to tell you this right now. You die, right, in your house by yourself with just a dog. That dog is going to cuddle up next to you and starve to death. You know? Nah, if you dog. Die, that, dog, that dog's going to eat your face, bro. If you go if you die in your, okay maybe all right but if you <laughs> die in your house for sure the first thing the cat is the very first thing the cat is going to do is fucking eat you because that's all you are to him like a dog loves you a cat doesn't give a shit i'm done talking fuck cats peace <laughs> aaron uh let me just uh let me say as an expert in the field of dead bodies and pets <laughs> catology and <their> reactions, uh <laughs> 
dogs will 100% eat you as Fair, soon as they get whatever. home. Whatever, I don't care. I don't care. I still like them better. I've been in a few of those houses where the dog was eating the dead body. Uh, in- oh, gross. <laughs> no, it's cute when a dog does it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> your, uh, your dog... Your dog will eat you the second it gets hungry. Um, Aaron, have you ever had a cat? Yes. I mean, I've, I had I've known a, you a long time. A, yeah, I had a couple cats. My, uh, We had like three when I was in high school. That's right, uh, and but they ha- never and, came out. They were always no, like back in your sister's yeah, room or something. Right, They, 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 because they're, they're not... They're not social creatures. Like no, you know, they didn't like, come out because you had like four dogs. Well, okay, yeah, that's also a good point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you had four dogs. You had chinchillas. This this isn't about those were cool. This isn't about what I had. This is about how much they suck, right? Like if you have a bunch of cats that live in the living room and you got dogs that live in the back part of your house, the minute you open the gate, those dogs are coming out there no matter what because they want to be around you. A cat, like the like I said, like the cat looks at you and he's like. All right, I guess I'll let this dude live in my house as long as he keeps feeding me. They're fucking gross, and they smell bad, and you smell bad when you have one. Well, I guess you can have one and not smell bad. If you have more than one cat, you probably smell bad. Well, I smell bad anyway, so. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> I think cats are awesome. I think cats are great pets. Um, you know, you there's I love dogs. I have a dog, and it is very cool when my dog is happy to see me when I come home. Uh, cats can also be happy to see you when you come home. I'm, I mean, you didn't know that because your cats never left the bedroom in the back. Have you of the ever house. had a cat? Yes, I had a cat oh, when okay. I was growing up. Um, okay. Dave, the Dave other has this before black me. and white cat. Dave yeah. had this black and white cat that would like lived in his closet because Dave <laughs> also had seven dogs. Yeah, it, it only lived in my closet during the last six months of its life. Before that, Aww. it lived in the bedrooms in the back of the house, but it was a nice cat. All of um, them probably smelled terrible. Every single one of those rooms in your closet probably smelled so bad. Well, we we did have seven dogs. <laughs> nah, they're cute. Um, but <laughs> what what I'll say also is like dogs are happy to see you when you come home, and they love you like that. They they're much more like outwardly happy to see you. However, dogs are much more needy. Yes. But that's why you get one. That's why you're not just like given one, you know, like like that. that that's a responsibility you undertake. When you get a cat, you're just basically like, all right, now I got to buy a shit box and a bunch of air freshener. Fuck that, dude. Well, I just appreciate cats because they just kind of do their own thing and they're just chill. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like you said, yeah. like dogs are so needy and like love my dog, love my cat. But like, I really like to just also be left alone. <laughs> like cats just cats just chill and like I mean we have a we have a puppy. He's like almost uh, he's eleven months old now. And when he gets bored and he wants to play, if I'm like doing something, he'll just go fucking chew on something and make my life miserable. <laughs> oh, and, look at him! Yeah, chewing on the refrigerator chewing, cord. Chew. <laughs> look at it. This literally happened last night. Look at him chewing on the pedals of the stationary bike. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's because you put your bare feet on it. You weren't wearing socks, Dave. You let your juices yeah. get onto them pedals, so, bro. <laughs> uh, dogs are dogs. Having a dog and having a cat is a different vibe for a pet. But cats are cool pets. I wanted to get a cat before we ended up getting the dog. Yeah, I I like cats. I like dogs. Um, cats are cool pets. I think Aaron's criticisms are fair. Um, I think I think one of the things that like. 
and I mean, he's not wrong. I don't think it makes a difference. But, like, I think what he's getting at is, like, cats aren't domesticated. Like, people think they are. They're not. Like, they are just, like, cats are still technically wild animals. They'll just, like, live in your house and, like, let They'll you run away them. the minute you open the fucking door, dude. You can't train a yeah, cat cats... to run away from you. No, and cats can, cats can live out in the, you know, wild for the most part still. I will say, like, it's cool having a cat and, you know, when you get a mouse in your house, that cat will fuck it up. Um, that's, you know, it's nice to know. I mean, really anything like bugs or anything like that cat will like swat and smash them and do all that stuff. The dog doesn't do anything. Okay. Well, we can move on from, um, talking about cats and, uh, Alan, what is your number one? Oh, uh, hang on. There it is. Okay. Uh, my number one, and I actually, I don't know if this is going to be an unpopular opinion or not. I think it really depends on where you are in the United States. But my number one is that Tom Brady is the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Um, and also, possibly the luckiest human being in the world, maybe outside of Ben Roethlisberger. Because let's be real, if Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw a football, they would have him hooked up to a yoke. Up in Finley, Ohio, <laughs> plowing fields. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. Um, but back to the point of this, Tom Brady. <laughs> um, so Tom Brady is uh, one of the most o- overrated quarterbacks of all time, uh, just because uh, I feel like he gets so much credit for what has happened in his career um, when that credit is com- either completely unwarranted um or um, or the result of other people's work. Um, so and and I guess in in saying that, I discount the fact that he has seven Super Bowl victories. First off, I don't buy it. I don't give him credit for the first three, right? They got caught cheating in two thousand. Cheated? Yes, sir. Yes, they all did. Right? They're cheaters. They cheated. They're a bunch of fucking 2007. cheaters. Two thousand seven. Nothing before that counts. I don't they fucking trust people. it at all. This is like the, the, I mean, sometimes, Aaron, we're just kismet, all right? You know, like, you get this. Tom Brady's a cheater, man. Those first three, they don't count. Um, And then he had, what, four more after that. 2015, 2017, 2019, 2021. Deflated, yeah, he was deflating balls. I mean, like, you know, and whatever. You want to talk about whether or not the rules should require an NFL football to be a specific poundage. We can talk about that, but the rules are the rules, and he and he broke them. Like you know, he did it on purpose. He did it to gain a competitive advantage. He's a tool bag. But beyond that, um, he's just gotten incredibly lucky. So twenty fifteen. I'm trying to remember which Super Bowls were which that he got lucky because he got lucky to win the ones that I'm not giving him credit for as well. You know, I mean, like the fucking tuck rule where the NFL just decided that we're going to change the rule so Tom Brady didn't actually fumble the ball. They're like, oh, he fumbled all the way down. Well, he was really, he was trying to hold on to the ball, though. So we're going to call it he was tucking the ball. That's a pass. Um, the NFL has gone out of its way to literally change the way the league operates to make Tom Brady better. All of the new whoa, pass interference whoa. rules that have come out over the whoa. last 15 or 20. What? Whoa, what? Whoa, what? They changed what? those rules in response to what the Patriots defense was doing. 
to help Peyton Manning, not to help Brady. It was about the Bullshit. Patriots' defense. Yeah, the illegal Bullshit. contact rule. The illegal contact rule is from the way Patriots played defense, not to help Brady. What, what year did that start? It was like who was the leader of the Patriots? That's so it was weird. like it was the, Tom Brady. It was like the late two thousands, like when like the, the Brady Manning rivalry was was like at its height, or like the Not mid two thousands. It happened while exactly. we were in high school. Like when you know? when the Brady Manning the Colts were like rising up, um, and it was yeah, like them was, in the AFC like, Championship you know, game. The, Every year. Yeah, like the 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006 years when Tom Brady won three Super Bowls and Peyton Manning won zero. I'm just saying so, they changed I mean, those like, rules. They changed those rules directly because of how the Patriots defensive backs play defense. Well, I'm just saying that objective evidence showed that it benefited Tom Brady more than it benefited Peyton Manning, regardless That's of not what Tom Brady's the NFL fault. was trying to do. That's Peyton Manning's fault. That, that's that's fair. I mean, uh, all I'm saying is they changed the rule. Tom Brady benefited, and the NFL has done other things in addition to that, you know, to make the game easier or give Tom Brady wins to get Tom Brady to the Super Bowl. The tuck rule, right and there. And he cheated. The whole team cheated. The fact that, yeah, they all cheated from the top down. But beyond that, he's also gotten incredibly lucky a couple times. You know, like when the Falcons gave up a 28-3 to lead at halftime. Ooh, that ruined what Matt happened? Ryan's career, dude. Now nah, Matt Ryan it hasn't did. been the same sense, dude. It, tr- it trashed it. Um, you know, I mean, like Tom Brady, and then, and then this year, right? This past year. I mean, he leaves there, and then he goes to Tampa Bay, and he wins the Super Bowl, and everybody's like, oh, Belichick's terrible. It was Brady all along. It's like, well, I mean, okay. But he also went into a situation on a, a team that was so loaded with receiving talent that I, I, I mean, I don't even have a comparison for another team uh, that in, in the last decade has had a set of receiving of receivers and tight ends um, for a quarterback to throw to, I, you know, there's not even, there's not even an analog for that. Uh, Alan, so I think I you're guess... forgetting the 2012 Cleveland Browns receiving core. Um, and, yeah, the, uh, and... is that the maybe that's the year with the the fabled uh Muhammad Masakwa Brian Rubisky receiving <laughs> for the Browns. Yeah, I mean and, and Colt McCoy was just as dangerous that year. So, you know, yeah, you see you put you put people out there to uh you know, for people to throw the ball to and they'll succeed. Sorry, go on. All right, so you say that Brady has benefited from all these rule changes. Well, every other team is operating under the same rules, and Brady is the one who keeps winning. So why is this Tom Brady's fault that he keeps beating everybody else? They're all playing under the same rules. You can't touch him. You I'm can't not, fucking touch the guy. I'm you can't touch anybody. Tom Brady. You can't touch anybody. They changed the rules for everybody. Thing. I don't know. I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger gets punched in the face every third play, and he doesn't get any calls. Everyone wants to punch Ben Roethlisberger yeah. in the face. But doesn't Dave, he, does, my, doesn't my he doesn't get that call. Opinion, my unpopular opinion was not that Tom Brady is an asshole or that Tom Brady has manipulated the system. My unpopular opinion is that Tom Brady is the most overrated NFL quarterback in history because he's not the greatest of all time because he's gotten all this help, whether it be by being lucky or having the league make changes um, and, that have benefited him. 
I'm or not cheating. saying that he, or someone cheating. You know, I mean, there all of these things have added up to turn his career into something that talent wise, he's not. I just hundred percent disagree with you. I mean, he's he's not like maybe he's not like the single most talented thrower of the football. Like we may when this is over, we may say that like Pat Mahomes is better than Brady as like a, a thrower of the football. But I mean, last year they played and Brady was perfect for the entire playoffs. He was perfect. You could not stop them. And sure, he has good receivers, but like someone's he's got to throw him the ball. I mean, the Browns have had good receivers throughout the last 20 years and people can't throw him the ball. That's not, you know. Well, let's let's be real, though. He wasn't. It's not that he was perfect in the playoffs last year. I mean, like in the championship game, it was Drew Brees that just like handed them the game on a silver platter, right? Well, Brady Brady I mean, was good. Three interceptions. Brady was fine. I'm not saying that he didn't play an adequate game for an NFL quarterback throwing the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski, but and Antonio I mean, Brown. And Antonio Brown. I mean, you know, he did a fine job throwing to those three people. But they won that game because Drew Brees threw, what, like three interceptions and had two fumbles? I mean, you know, that's why they won that the game. Bucks defense is good as shit. And, and I'm just going to say this, and I will not say anything else. I can't find it in my heart to hate on Tom Brady anymore because he's – it literally was that win last year. That's when I was like, oh, fuck, great. You know, so I'll take away a couple of them because he's a fucking cheater. Uh, but he's beaten the Steelers in way too many important games for me to not like respect him. And I, I don't think he's over. I think he's perfectly rated. He's just a winner. Nobody's ever like, oh, Tom Brady has the best deep ball, or Tom Brady can do this, or Tom Brady could do that. No, he can't people really say, do anything. He just people he just wins. say constantly he's the greatest of all time. And that is, that was my point is that I don't think he's in the conversation for greatest of all time, winningest quarterback of all time. Sure, greatest now. I'm just saying, like, they changed the rules to benefit all quarterbacks, not to benefit Brady. They changed the rules to benefit Peyton Manning, in my opinion. Peyton Manning only won two Super Bowls. Drew Brees only won one, as far as I know. They were paired up with great coaches and great receiving talent as well. Brady was the one who won all the time. So what you're telling me is that the league made changes and Tom Brady benefited more than (laughs) everyone else. Uh, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying that. Explaining to me then is that that situation makes it so he's not lucky, and it doesn't overinflate what his statistics would have otherwise been. Allen is the worst lawyer. That's no, because <laughs> because every other quarterback is lucky then by those metrics too. If you're saying that Brady's lucky that they changed the rules, then Drew Brees is lucky too. Ben Roethlisberger's lucky too. Colt McCoy's lucky too. But they didn't win all the time. Brady did because he's better than everybody. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't buy it. There's yeah. a good unpopular well, opinion, man. I think that's a good unpopular opinion, yeah. Let's move on to Bloodbath, uh, if he's still awake after all the football discussion, and get Bloodbath's number one. Now, I'll preference this by saying the following two things. One... I don't care if you smoke weed. I don't care, like, you know, anybody wants to do what they want to do. I don't care. I think I think marijuana should be legalized. I think all drugs should be decriminalized. I really don't care. This is just me, like, making an opinion of, like, the act of getting high. I also know that this is a very strange statement coming from me. 
because I think a lot of people that know me know that there's a period in my life where like I was a goddamn chimney. So I <laughs> I totally get that. But my argument would be that while there was a period in my life where I absolutely didn't want to do anything if I wasn't getting high while I was doing it. Um, I slowly realized that uh, on one hand, that probably isn't the healthiest way to live. I think I had to start questioning if I actually liked the activities I was doing or if I just wanted to be high, which was, you know, kind of a, you know, a little bit of an eye-opening question. And then it's like I started realizing after a while, so, you know, it would start out want to get high and watch a movie and then it's like well like do I enjoy the movie or just want to be high and then it's sort of like well I'm just kind of falling asleep and I'm not really watching the movie can I enjoy a movie without getting stoned and the answer is like yes I can music I love music music's my thing like I get high and I listen to records and then after a while it was like well like can I only enjoy records if I get high blah 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 so you know that's kind of where things started and I just started realize after a while I was like don't need drugs to enhance any of the activities I want to do. I like those activities in and of themselves. And I realized like all the like smoking weed was doing for me was just kind of relaxing me. And I can totally appreciate anyone who has a stressful job or stuff going on where sometimes they just need to like calm down, relax a little bit. I can do that just by like turning, you know, coming in, sitting down in my house and like being in a quiet room for five minutes. I can do it by taking a shower and kind of, you know, taking a long hot shower and relaxing, then I can go and, you know, play video games, listen to music, you know, watch TV, whatever, and enjoy just the same. Like, that weed is not an enhancement any longer of, like, me enjoying anything. And I think, really, what it comes down to is, I just, I just think it's an overrated experience. I think it's kind of a novelty. I think it used to be taboo, and I think people that was a big like driving factor of everyone wanting to get high. And now I think that's become popularized. I think there's a real like stoner culture. I just can't stand. I think it's obnoxious and annoying. I think stoners are annoying. I'm sorry. I do like people like, you know, we have like dispensaries and like they've come out of, you know, like commercialized everything and made everything commodity as far as like weed smoking goes. So like there's all these, this paraphernalia and, edibles and vapes and cartridges and all this stuff and like I just don't care I think it's all silly and I just think it's you know for me personally if I get high at this point in my life like I just think about all the things I should be doing rather than getting high Um, it makes me super paranoid it gives me anxiety or it just like knocks me out makes me go to sleep so like I just I think it's just I think it's super overrated I think that you know um, I think you can enjoy all the things you want to do without like having to involve drugs or weed so uh, I just think it's rated. You don't need drugs to have a good time. <laughs> okay so I'm going to take that as as Aaron's cue to talk real quick. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think there's uh, any reason that you I mean you said like you know don't get don't explode or anything like you know 
doesn't work for some people does work for some people man like obviously everything in moderation you know but i do think uh if you really love something that it does enhance what it, i love getting stoned and playing video games it's like my favorite thing in the entire world like video games but i do think pot like does enhance that sort of thing but i don't think you got to think like oh this is like crazy stoners are annoying dude and stoner culture is super annoying and this is coming from somebody who smokes marijuana like pretty frequently like right it's 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 very it's just like ipa people you're just like oh my god like get a hobby dude and then smoke pot and do that hobby stop talking about <laughs> pot like why is why is it's just like bourbon or ipas or any of that shit it's like why is that like why is that your personality just smoke pot and then go do other things that give you a personality you know i've been smoking for a long ass time dude and when you do you hang out with people like that frequently and i think there's a huge difference between people who like do use it responsibly and people that it's just their whole life and you're just like like bro like seriously go like like go read a book or something like right i don't care what the name of this pod is i don't care what kind of battery you have like i don't i don't even know the terminology like i don't care i just like smoking pot it, it is very annoying but like yeah like you know no no reason for anybody to explode dude like to each his own you know what i'm saying I, it's like I'm going to get mad because you don't like doing drugs, bloodbath. Like, okay. Well, this is the irony that I used to like be probably like one of the biggest stoners out of all. Yeah, of a lot, a lot of people are like that. A lot of people don't smoke pot anymore, man, because you have responsibilities and you're right. Like, you well, know, like if you're depressed, like it doesn't make you happier. Like it does give some people anxiety. It also helps, you know, some people like relieve anxiety. Yeah. I just don't, I, I think you thought like I was going to get mad, but I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't care. Do you no, I just thought, it? I just thought everybody was going to like, have a big reaction no and i guess more what i mean it's not like a judgment on like anyone smoking or doing it like i don't have any problem with it at all i guess it's more just a reaction of like everything that whenever i would do it everything that i enjoyed or any activity i wanted to engage to engage in i realized like more and more how like the smoking had less of a role in it or like didn't make a difference towards it so then the smoking on its own just doesn't seem like it's worthwhile to me at all because you know whether it's i want to get high and hang out with my friends or high and have a fun conversation or read a book or whatever like all those things were just as enjoyable without it so i just didn't feel like i had a need to do it anymore so like i said not really you know and again not a judgment call or anything like that it's just like the lore like it's just gone i mean that's not to say that there's not you know like you know i haven't had edibles in the last like couple months and like i take them just to like fall asleep at the end of the week or something like that like to me, like, that's all that it's really worth. There's, like, a way to, like, you know, get, you know, an extra couple hours of sleep or relax, so. Yeah, I think it's, like, what Aaron said. Like, I, I don't know if you're expecting us to get mad, but you, you like, gave us your point pretty, like, pretty eloquently. Like, you're, you're not being a dick about it. Like, pe people who make anything... They're any one thing that they do, their entire personality is annoying. So like people who just like always want to talk about smoking weed, that's super annoying. Um, just like anyone who's like, you know, all they want to do is talk about Star Wars all the time. That's super annoying, too. You know, it's it's the it's the same kind of thing. I mean, I talked about the IPA and bourbon people uh, earlier. So, yeah, I agree. And like. I think that as you get older, this is like the natural life cycle for uh, for people who smoke weed or people who drink or uh, people who do anything like that. When you're younger, it's you want to do it all the time because it's fun. You want to like smoke weed and then watch a movie or you want to smoke weed and take a walk or whatever you're doing. But I think as you get older, you kind of like 
I don't want to say grow out of it because, you know, that's not really what we're talking about. But like the way that you enjoy it and the way that you want to uh, like partake in that activity kind of changes uh, for a lot of people. So, I mean, it sounds like that's definitely it's changed for you over time. But you like, I don't know, you explained yourself well. It's not like you're being a dick and telling everyone that like if you smoke weed, you're a piece of shit like that. So. Yeah, right. that would have been so you, funny though. That you really oversold yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If Bloodbath just came out like throwing fireballs at people, that would have been hilarious. I just thought you guys all would have been shocked because, like I said, like Alan. I mean, like good lord, man. There were like I was just like a straight up like chimney for a couple of years there, man. Like it was like you know. Well, yeah, but it's, it's was... the same thing. Yeah, like, people change, I, man. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I don't drink that much anymore, and I used to drink a ton when I was like younger and in college and stuff uh it's the same kind of thing you just like don't enjoy it the same way as you used to for whatever reason yeah so let's uh let's move on to uh to jamie and get jamie's number one um so my number one uh i'm a big harry potter fan i've been a big harry potter fan since the books came out i have harry potter tattoos like um love it i've read the book several times and have a lot of like you know just a lot of in-depth like thoughts on it and stuff um but the one that kind of like i think like everybody has is that snape isn't actually the good guy and that his uh character arc didn't justify like any of his actions or anything from uh from anything that he did in the stories and brought it up because what made me think of it I was listening to your guys episode about relatable villains and Aaron brought up Snape and it kind of brought some of that stuff back and I just um, I just there's a lot that he does like throughout the books that I don't think like justify like what who he was as a person and stuff um, the actions that he did throughout the books justify everybody kind of bringing up that he was a good guy in the end and stuff um his love for Lily Potter, it wasn't, like, they present it like it's this, like, this unrequited love and that he just was just so enamored with her and everything. But in reality, and I reread the chapter of his, like, memories that Harry goes through and um, all of, all everything that where we learned that he was in love with Lily and stuff. And just so I wasn't um, misremembering anything, but... Uh, his love for Lily kind of wasn't, it was very obsessive. It was possessive. He would, you know, tell her not to hang out with people and not be around anybody and stuff. And, um, and Dumbledore even calls him out on it when he, uh, when he goes to tell Dumbledore that Voldemort's coming to kill Harry and James and Lily. And Dumbledore's like, you don't even care that he's killing these people because he even said, like, just spare Lily and he can have Harry. It's fine. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, that's fucked up, dude. Like, why, let's save all of them and stuff. You only want what you want and that's all you care about. I am 100% with you, Jamie. Severus Snape is a greasy-haired, hook-nosed little racist. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> seriously, I, I've got very little love for him. I get why people say that, you know, he is a good guy. I get it because he's not on the bad team. Mm-hmm. But nah, he's he's not a good guy. You know, he was such know, an asshole a, to children. He's yeah. bad. He's a yes. bad dude. 
Like he, um, yeah. it, it's just, it's just surprising. That's what everyone's thing with it was, was that it was just surprising to hear, oh, he likes Lily and he was actually working for Dumbledore the whole time. I think that's where everybody's like, where they like are so supportive of it and stuff. But like, I mean, you know, I read the books as a kid and whenever he would like do something shitty to the kids and stuff, I was like, ah, that sucks. And then I would just move on. Cause I'm just trying to get to through the story, you know? And then rereading it as an adult, like hearing the things he does to like, um, I mean, he's in like his thirties during the book and these kids, like the things he does to them, it's just, it's really fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it, it is. I mean, he bullies Neville like to the point where there's the, the whole part with Lupin and the Bogart and the Bogart is supposed to, you know, rep- it, it presents itself as what you're most afraid of. And Neville, I mean, I'm not going to say he's like traumatized by Snape, but like, he's so scared of Snape that that's what his Bogart becomes. That's a great point. Man. And yeah. What's also fucked up about it, because I, I think, and I, I did a lot of notes on this and stuff, um, you know, I think the Wizarding World is a very small community, because characters are brought up throughout the story, so, like, everybody knows Neville, like, Snape knows who Neville is, he knows how, like, who his grandmother is that he lives with, and he still mistreats him, and the reason that Neville is living with his grandmother is because of what the Death Eaters did to his parents. Like, they tortured them to the point where, like, they can't function and they have to go live in, like, essentially, like, an assisted living kind of situation, like the Wizard World version. And Snape was a part of the group that did that. And he still, like, mistreats this, like, this child. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, and you made a really good point about Snape's relationship with uh, Lily. Like, he's fucking creepy, dude. And he's mean yeah. to her. And the reason she doesn't want to be with him is because he calls her a mudblood, which is, like, basically their big racist word. It's a, And, you know, she's just, like, she tells him, like, in the confrontation, like, you're hanging out with people that want to be Death Eaters. Like, they want to go, like, be terrible people and, like, commit, like, awful crimes and stuff. Like, I mean, everybody experiences in their life unrequited love. It doesn't mean we go join Wizard Hitler and murder people. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And he like, and so Snape like redeems himself at the end of the story or like he does the right thing at the end of the story. And it's, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's revealed that like, oh, all along he's been being an asshole to everyone around him because of like a promise he made or something like that. And it's still like, it's how many books is it that he's just a giant dick? It's at least four, maybe five books where he's a huge asshole the entire time. Well, and there's his whole thing, like that he's like hateful to Harry. Like I can even kind of empathize a little bit that, you know, Harry is the product of his, like his love obsession being with the person that bullied him. And Harry even looks like his dad, um, I can understand that, but, like, even the teacher, like, Harry's not a bad person. He's not like James. James was definitely a bully in it. I think he was just, like, a stereotypical jock, and his family had, like, a bunch of money, but Harry's not like that at all. He's very much like his mother, and I think Snape would see that and connect with it and be nice to him, but he just can't, like, he just can't let it go and just says really horrible things to him and mistreats him so bad. Yeah, and you can't, you can't, like you can't be like that for the entire series and then do, you know, do a good at the end, but have it wipe out, you know, 90% of the story where you're a giant tool to everybody. 
Right. That's so why I used him for the villains episode, because he is a villain. He's a fuckwad. You know, it's just relatable because some guys are creepy. Right, Alan? I hear you. <laughs> uh, good, good, good. Um, let's move into honorable mentions here. And uh, we're going to go lightning round through honorable mentions. I'll get started. My honorable mention we talked about earlier, but it is that college basketball is a bad product to watch. Uh, the only reason that college basketball is bearable is because of March Madness. But if I, I mean, I made the decision a long time ago, I'm not watching any more uh, games where people struggle to score 30 points in a half. Uh, just not a good version of basketball to me. So college basketball, terrible. That's my honorable mention. Aaron, how about you? Just really quickly, I hate people. I know a couple people who are like, I hate the NBA because they don't play defense and they're a bunch of overpaid oh, yes. assholes. I like college basketball because they're like actually trying. Like, oh, you hate watching it, and it's like, <laughs> just I don't. Even, I'm not gonna go. All right, my honorable mention is that the Marvel universe is awesome and superheroes are awesome. They're not. I hate all of them. Those movies are stupid. That's my honorable mention. Okay, Alan, how heel. about you? Uh, my honorable mention is that the United States should move to the metric system. I don't know if that's <laughs> unpopular, <laughs> unpopular or not, but no, uh, I mean, I it just that. doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense where there are three countries in the world that do it. It's us, Liberia and Myanmar. Um, and I just feel like, I Myanmar. feel like it's time to make the move. I live in the metric system, and it's it's pretty well, nice. Beth, I'm not if I lie. don't correct every word that you mispronounce, I expect the same respect from you. I don't even think <laughs> bloodbath's right. I'm sorry, it's... dude. I love you. <laughs> bloodbath, what's your honorable mention? I agree with Alan. I think we should do the metric system. Uh, my, uh, my unpopular opinion, honorable mention, is that uh, I think People who say that uh, people spend too much time on their phones um, are wrong. I think that uh, while social media can be a problem, I think that uh, platforms are just different. People don't really read magazines or newspapers anymore. That information is on their phones. So I think when people are have their noses in their phone a lot, I think you should cut them a break. Okay. Jamie, how about you? Um, I think Tangled is a way better Disney movie than Frozen. You're right, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie said the spiciest one for last. <laughs> I agree. We watched Tangled before, uh, years before Frozen, obviously, and like I really liked it. And, and then whenever it was all about Frozen, I was like, and eh, it's okay. And so I, I, I agree there. Jamie, I have a bunch of, uh, I know a bunch of Korean elementary school students that would have a bone to pick with you. Let's go. Let's talk about it, kids. <laughs> We'll bring them on the podcast next time. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> all right. Uh, time to get into our listener responses. We had lots of listener responses this time. And I will get us started with Heather. Heather's number three is that sports on TV is stupid and sports should be watched in person. Uh, I kind of agree that in-person sports are a very cool experience. They're different experiences, though. Um, number two, chili peppers are good for your health. I'm with you, Heather. And number one, she says, if you can afford to ignore the news, you are too seeped in privilege for your own good and you're in need of a strong reality check. I yeah, well, argue with that. I got a strong reality check, Heather. Some of us just can't afford to go to Pittsburgh for every Steelers game. 
<laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Main Quest podcast crew. Uh, their number three is that Squish Porn is awesome. If you don't know what Squish Porn is, go look that up. Uh, their number two is that Aaron sucks. They actually think I'm awesome. Uh, and their number one is Breath of the Wild is not only overrated, it is not a good video game. To, uh, to be clear, the main quest crew did not give us number three and number two, so we made their list for them. Their number one was their actual opinion. Uh, do you mean that I googled squish porn for nothing? <laughs> no, not, no. Well, not for nothing, Alan. Not for nothing. Fair enough. Um, next up is Chris R., uh, whose number three is pro college sports, especially football, is boring to watch on TV. I could not agree with you more, Chris R., as far as college football goes. Uh, number two, quality is important. Uh, that's a solid opinion. Uh, and, and number number one, uh, musically speaking, Michael Jackson was just kind of okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty... I, that's unpopular with me, man. I, I would say he's more than just kind of okay. Yeah, I'd agree. I uh, think would you say he's very okay. okay? Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least very okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Jess. Her number three, broccoli is the best vegetable. Eh, maybe. Number two, cilantro sucks. That's wrong. She probably has a genetic defect that makes it taste like soap. <laughs> real thing. Way to put it, real thing. Uh, number it one, is a real Aaron thing, is... but saying like saying it's a genetic <laughs> defect is very funny. <laughs> That's funny. Number one, Aaron is actually pretty cool. Ooh. Oh, yeah, man. she's wrong. She's oh, wrong. That's, a, that's a terrible opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that was a late Aaron Bumpus, everybody. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we didn't inform her ahead of time. It's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris N. Number three, owning pets isn't fun. Number two, televised sports are boring. And number one, no desire to listen to the Beatles. That's a hot take. Me either, Chris N. I'm with you on that one. I could maybe get behind his number three a little bit, but that's about it. Yeah, owning pets is a pain in the ass sometimes. I mean, just last night I was trying to relax and play video games and my dog ate part of the stationary bike uh, pedal. That's, uh, <laughs> that was not fun. That's what they do. <laughs> uh, next up is Tyler, who's number three. Biggie was better than Tupac. I have no opinion about uh, who's better. Uh, number two, baseball is not America's pastime. I 100% agree. Baseball stopped being America's pastime like 20 years ago. <laughs> when the football NFL got cool. America's pastime. Yeah. Uh, number one, bagel bites are better pastime? than pizza rolls. Tyler, you are hereby banned uh, from all future listeners. He's right, though. Places. Bagel bites are better than pizza rolls. That's weird. That's a lot of people who agree with me. Anyways. <laughs> the plant. He's a plant. <laughs> Anyways, it sounds like Tyler's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. All right, so next up we have Jerf. Uh, his number three is Robert Ori should definitely be in the NBA Hall of Fame, even though he sucks and I hate him. Yeah, you're right, he probably should be. Uh, number two, the best way to have scrambled eggs is with strawberry preserves. You're gross. Uh, and number one <laughs> is the internet is ultimately a bad thing for society. I think there's an argument. Yeah, I actually... I. Kind of want some scrambled eggs with strawberry preserves now. Yeah, I know. I'm curious now. Fuck. Yeah. 
Uh, next up is Craig, uh, whose number three is n- no, no, thank you, Tom Petty. The um, disrespect. That is, that is some disrespect. It's um, really unfortunate that Alan had to read that one too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's fine. That's fine. It's Craig. It's not. No, I mean it's Craig. It's just Craig. okay. Uh, no, NBA is boring because the first three quarters don't matter. Craig, you're right. Absolutely. And in fact, all except the last 20 seconds of an NBA game doesn't matter. That's not even an opinion. That's a fact. Uh, number one, Kirby is the hottest, the hottest video game guy of all time. I didn't know baby. Kirby was a guy. Kirby's a baby. Ooh. He's a baby. Craig, you have kids, man. You gotta watch out with that. You gotta shit. Watch out, dude. He's a baby. <laughs> Ohio CPS gonna be knocking on the door, Craig. <laughs> baby Delete Craig. your search history, Craig. <laughs> All right, next up, Mo Aaron's arch nemesis. Number three. Baseball needs a salary floor much more than a salary cap. Number two, the president, senators, and representatives should be chosen at random and not just a choice of who chooses to seek the office. That's cool. Yeah. Number one, all (laughs) drugs. Yeah. Number one, all drugs and vice should be legal, regulated, and heavily taxed. Honorable mention, the biggest mistake we've made as society is the widespread belief that all opinions are valid and should be heard. (laughs) Yes. Not my nemesis tonight, Mo. I agree with you. Uh, and uh, I just want to say that all opinions that are voiced on this podcast uh, should be heard. Maybe not valid, but should be heard. Um, and I agree with your number two, Mo. Uh, anything that will get Bloodbath into office, I'm in favor. <laughs> we're, we're there, dude. Bloodbath, you've got all our support, man. Do you think it's more likely that Bloodbath is able to just campaign for office or that he is randomly chosen as randomly one of chosen. the randomly hundreds of millions of Americans. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. How do they inform you? Like, they just send you a letter like, hey, you're going to be president yeah, next like, Tuesday. It's like, so jury, it's like jury duty. <laughs> Crazy. Good list, Mo. What if they chose Aaron, though? Yes, that is the question. Well, it's like jury duty. There's a there's a selection uh, Yeah, they, they interview right. to make sure yeah. you're not crazy. Yeah. Bloodbath angle 2024. Let's do it. I'm not mad. Um, Ryan, number three, aggressive DIYers. People who refuse to pay people to work at their home, hence building my own cabinets once. Sounds like story <laughs> time for Ryan. Um, Ryan, is, Ryan is an aggressive DIYer. That's funny. <laughs> Two, getting up early is way better than staying up late. Number one, Bud Light is better than most all craft beers. And honorable mention, Call of Duty franchise makes the best video games right now. Just throwing shade at your top three video game episode. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I disagree <laughs> with you on all of those, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, good job. Uh, I will 100%, if, if any task around the house gives me the most minor inconvenience, I would rather pay someone to do it. If I could pay someone to like wash my dishes, I would do it. You can totally pay someone to wash your dishes. 
I mean, if it was financially feasible for me, I would. Oh, I gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Next up um, is TJ. TJ's number three is playing the Let Me Speak with the Retention Department game is the most gratifying way to swindle the man. Uh, like calling your cable company and threatening to leave so you can save like $7 a month. (laughs) Um, Number two, getting up early is way better than staying up late. Um, And number one, running feels good. TJ, I disagree with all three, my man. Good job. (laughs) Good job, dude. All right, next up we have Alex. Their number three is you can Sharpie someone in bed if their shoes are on. Okay, fair. Uh, Number two is grocery brand ketchup is on par with Heinz. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Number one, Creed Nickelback and Kid Rock are all good. Likening back to Dave's number three. Yes, but I did not mention Kid Rock because uh, I I just can't. I just, I mean, I liked Kid Rock for a while, but I just can't do it anymore. That guy, that guy sucks. (laughs) He's the worst. He's the worst. (laughs) Uh, and uh, finally, we have Jim, uh, whose number three is minus the joke stealing. Dane Cook was just fine as a comedian. Uh, number two, separating the artist from the art is okay, even in extreme circumstances. And number one, the books aren't always better. Case in point, Lord of the Rings, the books are not better. I agree with all those points, Jim. Good job. Yep. yep. We uh we quote Dane Cook all the time from his comedy presents. Yeah. Uh okay. Thanks everyone for giving your listener responses. I loved reading those uh, unpopular opinions. So thanks everybody. And uh, that's gonna do it for us at a top three podcast for today. So thank you all for listening. Again, if you want to support the show, please uh, spread the word. Give us ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. Uh, let us help us fight the algorithm. Um, that's what they say, right? This uh, this is a serious podcast. That's what they so, say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can subscribe and uh, chat with us on social media when we post our episodes or when we give our listener response calls. So thanks, everybody, again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye, Bye guys.